Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 1. And he crieth in mine ears a loud voice, saying, Drawn near have inspectors of the city, and each his destroying weapon in his hand. These inspectors are angels who the Lord has sent to destroy Jerusalem. When the Babylonians come and destroy Jerusalem, it will really be by the hand of the Lord, and these destroying angels will be there to make sure that all of the wrath of God is enacted out on the city. Ezekiel is seeing a vision of these angels, and lo, six men are coming from the way of the upper gate that is facing the north, and each his slaughter weapon in his hand, and one man in their midst is clothed with linen, and describes inkhorn at his loins, and they come in and stand near the brazen altar. This is the altar that was mentioned in the last chapter that was an idol of jealousy that was causing the Lord to be jealous. I'm assuming it's Isis, otherwise known as Diana or Ishtar, because the women had been weeping in that same location on the north side of the temple, weeping for Tammuz, who was the husband of Ishtar. This idol is the same idol that the Egyptians worshipped long ago, and that Satanists also worship today. It's a goddess of fertility. One of the six angels is a scribe, and that scribe is going to take an accurate record. A scribe is like a historian. They keep records of things that happen. The Lord has scribes up in heaven, just like we have scribes here on earth. 3. And the honor of the God of Israel hath gone up from off the cherub, on which it hath been, unto the threshold of the house. The Lord was sitting, attended by the four cherubim, but now the Lord has lifted off of that throne that is over the canopy that's under his throne, and he is now going, going to the front of the temple. 4. And he calleth unto the man who is clothed with linen, who hath the scribe's inkhorn at his loins. This inkhorn is like a ram's horn, but it's full of ink. The angel scribe is going to use it to write. The Lord has gotten off of his throne and come to the front of the temple, and he's now giving instructions to the angel scribe. And Jehovah saith unto him, Pass on into the midst of the city, into the midst of Jerusalem, and thou hast made a mark on the foreheads of the men who are sighing, and who are groaning for all the abominations that are done in its midst. The Lord is telling the angel to mark his children, the people who are praying for forgiveness for the sins of Jerusalem. And that's what he means by sighing. They're upset over all of the evil that's going on in the city. And those people are going to be marked as his children to be saved. In the book of Revelation, we see the same thing happens in the end times during the Great Tribulation. An angel will come and mark the foreheads of all the people who have turned to the Lord and are now his children, because after the rapture, more people are going to get saved during the Great Tribulation. So the angel will come and mark them as being the children of God, and then destruction will come on everyone else on the earth who's still practicing sin. 5. 
To the others he saith in mine ears, Pass on into the city after him, and smite. Your eye doth not pity, nor do ye spare. This scribe isn't going to write on paper. He's actually going to write on people's foreheads that they are a child of God. The people won't know that an angel is writing on their forehead, but the angels will be able to identify who has been branded as a child of God. And then the five angels behind the scribe are going to kill everybody who doesn't have that mark on their forehead. Now we also see the same thing in Revelation. In the end times, Satan himself will have people marked, and it's called the mark of the beast. They won't be able to buy, trade, or sell unless they sell their soul to the devil so that they can survive in their mortal life. And it's the same thing as when Esau sold his birthright for one bowl of soup. It's the same equivalent. We aren't going to live on this earth very long, so it doesn't make any sense to sell our soul to Satan to have pleasures in this life because this life is very short, just like one meal of soup takes a short time to eat, and then when it's over, you have nothing but eternal damnation. So when that mark comes and you're not allowed to buy, sell, or trade, don't get it because it will only be for a short time that you suffer in this life, and then you will go into eternal glory. During the tribulation, the Lord himself is going to mark his own children. Because Satan wants to brand us, we resist that. Because we're waiting for the time when the Lord will brand his children who are left on earth. And this same thing happens here in Jerusalem. Now, when we were reading the book of Jeremiah, it didn't tell us that angels had come into the city and a scribe angel marked all of God's children on their foreheads. But now we're learning in the book of Ezekiel that that is what happened before the Babylonians overtook the city, and then the rest of the people were destroyed by the other five angels that oversaw the Babylonian army and everything that they did. In this verse, the Lord says, Don't spare anybody who doesn't have that mark. That includes children. There's no single age of accountability because all children get raised in a different environment. They may have different learning capabilities and they may have a variety of different experiences. And in some cases, they may have been hindered from hearing the gospel. Once a child knows the difference between right or wrong, that's when their accountability begins. And for some kids, it's older, and for other kids, it's younger. Our God is a holy God. He doesn't stop being holy because you're a child. And that's why everybody who knows better must repent. And the infants who didn't know right from wrong would have gone to heaven. 6. Aged young man and virgin and infant and women ye do slay to destruction and against any man on whom is the mark ye do not go nigh, and from my sanctuary ye begin. It says to kill children, women, and babies. When it says infant, that includes babies, toddlers, and any really young child. And he says, if a man is marked, then you save him. In the Exodus, when the husband put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, it saved the entire family. And there are verses, even in the New Testament, that allude to 
if you're a Christian, there's a better opportunity for the rest of your family to be saved. So here when it says, save every man who has the mark, that mark would also cover his family. It says, don't go near him, which means don't go into his house. Presumably, that man would also be instructing all of his children and his wife to obey the Lord. We saw the same thing with Noah on the ark. Noah was righteous, but because Noah was righteous, he was raising a righteous family and the entire family was saved. The Bible doesn't say that all of his family was righteous. It only says Noah was righteous, but his family was saved because of that one righteous man. The angel is probably only marking men and not women and children. However, the other five angels wouldn't go near that man's household. I believe that's the best way to interpret this. He says to begin marking people and begin killing people at the Lord's sanctuary. That is where the high priest would go, and then the inner court, which is where the Levites go, and then throughout the city. God starts at the top when he is judging people. He starts with those who know the most. So the more you know about the truth of God, the higher level of accountability you have. The leaders who should have been teaching the people, they will get slaughtered first. 7. And they begin among the aged men who are before the house, and he saith unto them, Defile the house, and fill the courts with the wounded, go forth. And they have gone forth and have smitten in the city. The Lord told the angels to defile his temple. This is because it was already defiled. The leaders had already put false idols in it. It isn't like God was the only person who defiled the temple, but he made it completely defiled because people died there. 8. And it cometh to pass, as they are smiting, and I, I am left, that I fall on my face and cry and say, Ah, Lord Jehovah, art thou destroying all the remnant of Israel in thy pouring out thy wrath on Jerusalem? Every single prophet in the Bible begs the Lord for mercy and says, Please don't kill everybody. Please forgive. And that's what Ezekiel is doing here when he sees the angels in this vision of the future going to destroy people. He says, Lord, don't kill them all. Please forgive, have mercy. 9. And he saith unto me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is very, very great, and the land is full of blood, and the city hath been full of perverseness. For they have said, Jehovah hath forsaken the land, and Jehovah is not seen. The people in Israel thought, Oh, God doesn't even know what we're doing. We can do anything we want. So they were committing sexual perversion and extortion. They were lying and they were taking advantage of poor people. We see Christians living that way today. They take advantage of their poor customers. They lie on their tax return. They commit adultery and fornication and maybe get involved in sexual perversions in the home. They don't think God notices because they showed up at church and that he's only in church and he can't see what they do when they're in their homes. The Israelites were the same way. They just didn't believe that God was watching them. And he tells Ezekiel this. He says, They've been sinning like there's no tomorrow. 10. And I also, mine eye doth not pity, nor do I spare, their way on their own head I have put. 
The Lord says, I'm treating them the way that they treated each other and the way that they treated me. They had no pity on the poor, and therefore I will have no pity on them. They had no pity on their newborn children, and therefore I don't pity them. 11. And lo, the man clothed with linen, at whose loins is the inkhorn, is bringing back word, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. The angel returned to the Lord, who is standing at the entrance of the temple, and he says, I've done what you told me to do, which means that all of God's children were marked on their forehead spiritually, and the other five angels were still out killing people. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 9.